It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 71 we're going to be getting into corday and his latest single called super don tolliver and his latest album called life of don then we're going to get into super smash bros ultimate then we're going to end with Jorna Lucas Late to the Party featuring Ty Dolla Sign, which is his third or fourth single to his upcoming album. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall also i see y'all clicking the link so somebody you know obviously there's people looking at the link so i don't know if it's just i mean probably it's probably just because for the direct messages for the social medias but still you know i'm just saying like you know cash app you know it's towards the top you know if it help a brother out you feel me no i'm just joking <laughs> but um 
What was that? Okay. Also, make sure to sh- I already said that. No. Make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now we're going to get into the first segment, which is Corday and his latest single, Super. Last year I made seven million, then I had to do a single single show. Should I too much with up at Coca-Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl? On my life moments is a Super Bowl. But Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl. Last night I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope. This is real life, ain't no act in it. All these raps, they be Brad Pitt. Every little thing I do is mad different. Got my little cousin playing Batman. Gave my little bro a quick 50 piece, he got the whole trap hit. And I've been stacking up all these assets, can be conducting any bad business. So as you heard, we're getting into the lyrical, miracle, spiritual, uh, spirit, spiritual, is that the right word? I don't know. We're getting into one of the more lyrical rappers of the new age, and that is Corday, as he's back again with his new single called Super, where he's just unleashing a lot of lyrical double entendres and definitely trying to appease the people who look for lyricism because obviously he's saying something in these raps and is the set is no different with super he's definitely talking about his life which i personally like a lot when people put their life into the music and corday is giving us an insight into his life while also giving us bars you know he he also switches up the flow something that i really attribute to great lyricism being able to switch up flows not just use the same flow over and over and over because that gets boring boring really quick and as for for corday he i mean i believe his his last album was grammy nominated and the lost boy so corday knows what he's doing when it comes to putting his craft into in into fruition i think i've used that word before but you know i needed like a shirt that says i think i used that word no i, I need a shirt like is that the right word i think that's the shirt would y'all buy that? No, just playing. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the Corday, the Lost Boy is is obviously his debut album, Grammy nominated. So now he's on that pedestal pedestal of either meeting that or surpassing that. And I believe since they call that his debut, this will technically be his sophomore album. You don't want to hear my opinion when it comes to how these rappers try to put their albums into like numbers like they try to say oh this is my third studio album on a wednesday at 9 p.m when really they have like 13 albums out but for corday he's truly a new artist so i'm i i feel like he deserves a little bit more leeway when it comes to that but his new album that's coming out is definitely is gonna have high anticipation i think he will sell probably around 80 to 100k I may be way off. I don't know any singles that he put out in the past that would change my prediction. Maybe I'm missing a a single that he put out, but I really think that these singles that he's putting out kind of sounds like album cuts and not in a bad way, but just in a way of, I don't think Corday's a singles artist. I think he's more of an album type artist so that you can get the full picture of what he's trying to paint. But these singles leave more to desire as they're they're surprisingly short for a lyricist of Corday's caliber. Like it's like 
are you trying to give us a taste of radio hits or are you trying to give us bars because you know what obviously i gotta bring up the goat people like why you always gotta bring up drake in every discussion because i mean he's literally the highest selling rapper in the game currently what drake does since he's a lyricist also he comes out with these cuts who's like five four to five minutes long where he's just giving bars and then he'll come out with like a radio hit and that's kind of how he appeases or pleases the masses as he's doing both at the same time with Corday super really just sounds like a radio friendly hit to me like it sounds like a radio cut from the album but when I hear the album I hope hopefully it's more insight insightful into his life and how he's giving out his music because if I want to hear a catchy flow on a nice beat I'm listening to Lil Baby, Lil Durk future i'm gonna listen to those type of artists when i when i hear corday i kind of want some slow like not super slow beats but like just you know the type of tracks that will keep you engaged but but also not put you to sleep like a little bit more kendrick less j cole you know what i mean so (laughs) so with corday i believe he's like the lyricist of today's generation not saying he's the Kendrick Cole of today's generation but he leans heavily more to the lyricist side so for him getting in that catchy radio hit type vibe I don't think is the way for him I think he needs to make more abstract music to try to put himself out from the pack and I think the the way he could do that is just literally Maybe collab with an artist that you know no other new age rapper could even collab with. Like, not saying you have to go get like Benny the Butcher or somebody, but I'm just saying like get somebody who's popping, who can either sing, do the chorus, and you can just give like a a four to five minute, or or you can give like two three verses, and the choruses could be from that famous person, like. Literally a Corday and Rod Wave song would go crazy. Like Rod Wave carries the chorus while Corday just gives us bars. Like it could be just straight lyricism and then melodic from Rod Wave, which I mean, maybe a little bit hard to get Rod Wave because it's not the it's not like Rod Wave's just a simple artist to get on a track. But <laughs> at the same time, I feel like that would definitely help a lot. As the thing I feel like Corday will be able to do with Rod Wave, I don't think any other artist could. And I don't know. I, I feel like that would be a nice pairing. The only reason I put them together is because I really want to hear Corday just in his lyricism bag without having to worry about having a radio hit. And you know if you have Rod Wave on your track, it's already going to be a radio hit. But you never know what Corday has up his sleeve. Maybe he put this track out and he has that type of track on his album. But for for right now, I feel like that was more of a radio hit. I don't really see the the hit. Well, it's a radio cut from the album, but I don't see that. I don't see the hit factor in this track. I really do like it, though, as I'm going to play another snippet. And there's going to be more of his verse where he's definitely going crazy. So I'm going to play the snippet and y'all can see for yourself. Well, not see for yourself, but like hear the, the the lyrical venom of of corday so here is a snippet of super right now 
And them Chevys and Beamers, we all young and rich, you can't check my demeanor. I just bought a Birkin for my Aunt Regina. I've been getting money since I was a senior, but last year I made seven million, didn't have to do a single, single show. Should I too much, too much up at Coca-Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl? All my life moments is a Super Bowl. But Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl. Last night, I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope. I be feeling like it's me against the world, but I can give a fuck who my opponent is. Asking why I dropped the YBN, I had no other choices, we ain't own it. You know that janky, but I'm not condoning it. With a couple, I got a bonus. I'm on some movement, y'all on some moment But I'll be here forever, y'all can go and quit We had bad bands in a new Bentley Just read up from that new stimmy Yeah, so you could tell he was going crazy So, but it just, to me, it sounds more like an album cut But he has bars in there that make you think So, he, he's he's balancing that line I feel like he should, he should go more heavily into the lyricism side Because the whole flow thing that he was using throughout this track seems a little bit more a little baby-ish to little Dirk but I, I don't know if that's just me in my ear hearing like I don't know the up-tempo rap makes doesn't automatically make me think of little baby but at the same time like I feel like little Corday could could take it in a whole new direction that his uh, his peers can't even touch and I feel like hopefully he does that on this album so that's all I really have to say about Super. The whole YBN situation. I know he had that whole bar talking about how y- YBN, we didn't own it. That's why he dropped the name, which is a good explanation. But at the same time, YBN Namir, YBN Almighty J, <clears throat> they definitely had some words to say about him leaving. But at the same time, sometimes you have to leave the group to fulfill or reach your full pot- potential. And. I think that comes with tough decisions and hard decisions that that not a lot of people like to make. So sometimes you have to make decisions for yourself. And for Corday, he definitely did. And I applaud him for that because the Lord knows how hard it is to make decisions for yourself and it not positively affect the group. So sometimes you have to do your own thing to make sure that your longevity is is is. Uh, taken care of so for Corday he's definitely on the right track debut album Grammy nominated his new album I bet you he's gonna have some surprising features which I can't wait to hear so click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of Corday and his super single his single called super <laughs> and do you think his album will be a candidate album of the year now we're going to get into Don Tolliver Life of Don somebody say that this album is filled with Travis Scott type beats and I just thought that was so disrespectful as Don Tolliver is one of the more unique artists right now in this game people some people call him 
a Travis Scott clone. But at the same time, he has his own voice. He surprisingly has higher level bars than you would think for him being a melodic rapper. And sometimes whenever he's rapping, he sounds better than Travis Scott. Like what, what is the track called? It's on this album. I think it's called What You Need. That track is top tier like lyricism in my opinion like of course it's melodic but what he's saying is so it's so like in captivating that's like the whole what you need subject is totally covered throughout the whole track and for me that's what lyricist does like you have a topic and you don't just talk about money cars and girls you also talk about things more abstract than those things like maybe money May, oh, I'm not going to give ideas, but <laughs> Don Tolliver, basically what you need is, is going diving deeper into the love type topic. Like this is a trinity of topics for rappers. There's money, there's jewelry, you know, all the other materialistic things. And then there's women, of course. The women is definitely a highlight in hip hop community. And you can probably tell why. For Don Tolliver, he's dropped a new album called Life of Don. So Life of Don is literally like a playoff of a phrase used back in the old days, but his name is Don Tolliver. If you want me to explain how that Life of Don phrase is actually put, like, I can't explain it, honestly. It's, it's an old phrase. I'm in 2021. I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> but this album is approximately like 50 minutes. It's a 16 track album. Singles of like Flocky Flock with Travis Scott. They have other tracks on here. Life of Don follows Don Tolliver's 2020 debut album, Heaven or Hell, which that album was amazing. Like, honestly, I still play tracks from that album to this day. Like, if, if I was to go back and... The same way that made me start saying that maybe Don Tolliver ghost writes for Travis Scott, which a lot of you was just saying like, there's no way Don Tolliver ghost writes for Travis Scott because he was on the street corners in in like 2018 handing out demos, and then why would he be doing that if he was ghost writing for Travis Scott? But at the same time, I could say Quinn Miller had the same type of story. And he still has that type of story and he ghost wrote a whole album for Drake. So I don't know. I feel like it's a little different, but at the same time, I can see why people would be like, Don Tolliver is definitely not Travis Scott's ghostwriter. And a lot of you thought it was disrespectful to Travis Scott, which it may be, but you know, that's why, you know, I give my takes for, and I give my takes, I, I take the feedback and then sometimes I either disagree or agree, but I do agree with most people saying that it was probably a little disrespectful for Travis Scott because, I mean, not in like a serious way, like, oh my gosh, you just disrespected him as a man, but just in an artistic way, I feel like Travis Scott has a lot of creativity and the way that he does it is hard to be mimicked by others. So for him to have a ghostwriter, it would still be unsurprising to me, but a lot of people did not like the Don Tolliver ghostwriter take. <laughs> but Don, Don Tolliver did come out with a tweet on Twitter after the album was released saying, 
quote, I worked all my life for these moments. I might not be sleep, but I am alive. Life of a dawn tonight. Hate me or love me, take it or leave it. So basically, he's just coming out with a tweet, basically <clears throat> talking about how he put out an album. He's happy with it. Hate me or love me. You still get the body of work that I'm happy with. So that's what we're going to get into now. So the track list is 16 tracks long. We're going to get into the album. It's going to be a pretty quick review because at the same time, I really don't. I really don't think that this album is terrible, but it's not his best work. Don Tolliver is a, is a newer artist, but he's been around for a little bit. But at the same time, I don't feel like he's... I feel like he, he's filling the void a lot of times throughout this album. And for me, it makes this album feel more of a mixtape than the album, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it, it feels more of like, oh, he's just giving us something other than, oh, this is something that he's actually proud of, you know? Track number one, I didn't care for. Track number, like, this is literally how I'm reviewing the album. Track number two, I really didn't care for. Track number three, I, th I, I thought it started to pick up a little bit. Like, I, I thought that was a solid track. Track number four, Flocky Flocky, featuring Travis Scott's one of my standouts on the album. And honestly, I skipped it. Okay, so this is my second snippet, Flocky Flocky, but... My first snippet is the one before it called Way Bigger because I really thought I would like the first two tracks kind of, kind of was underwhelming for me. I was like, am I going to like totally dislike this album? And then I got to Way Bigger and it made me feel like it made it gave me more hope for the album as I really like this track. So we're going to I'm going to play the snippet for Way Bigger by Don Tolliver right now. So yeah, that was definitely a snippet. <laughs> so I really feel like he was filling a void a lot of times in this album, but whenever he hit it off, he definitely hit it off. And that this next track, Flocky Flocky, featuring Travis Scott, which is an example of that, of him just being in his zone. Because when Don Tolliver is in his zone, he goes from being like Sean Marion to like LeBron James. Like he he goes to a a night and day type comparison. Like it's just like crazy, honestly. When Don Tolliver is hitting on all cylinders, his delivery is unmatched, honestly. So, Flocky Flocky featuring Travis Scott, I think it was one of the standouts on the album. And you can hear the snippet for that right now. Oh, 
definitely in his zone on that track flocky flocky and i really appreciated that i wasn't gonna have to trash this album <laughs> because don Tolliver, it's not my favorite artist but or one of my favorite artists but he's definitely up there like i really like don Tolliver's music so it was just gonna hurt my heart to actually say that i didn't like it so track number so i really like that track of course and then track number five of course is the infamous what you need track that track is just amazing from start to big to start start the beginning from start to end from end to finish from start to beginning beginning to start now i'm just joking but anyway anyways uh the what you need track is is, is great it's, it's fantastic track number six double standards i thought that was a nice slow jam and i really liked how the, i like the message of double standards i, I thought it was a great message in in but it was definitely funny <laughs> so uh track number seven is swinging on westheimer pretty sure i pronounced that right track didn't stand out to me at all <laughs> track number eight drugs drugs and can i say hella is that a is that a curse word is hella a curse curse word because technically hell's in the bible but hella is feels like a curse word but i'm gonna stop saying it because i feel like it is a curse word and this is definitely a pg pod to affect the masses you know so uh melodies featuring cali uchis I, I don't i don't know i don't know what that name is um but that was i guess that it looks like a single because it has like a lot of streams so not to say not to say this album didn't stream well i'm just saying like singles definitely you can definitely tell what's the singles and what's not from the other tracks because they have way more stream streams than the other singles and um yeah this was definitely a single so i don't know i like that i thought it, um, i thought it was okay huh? It's definitely not what you need, but it's uh, it's what you got. I don't know. <laughs> track number nine, two a.m. Then stand out. Track number ten. Now this is my personal fan favorite, but a lot of people like this is the track I played at the beginning of the segment. But this didn't do so well as far as the masses. Like as far as people listening to it, it wasn't too many people like. Oh my gosh, I love this track. Like literally, I believe this is like the least streamed track off of the album, but I really like this track and I thought it was a great track. I mean, the, the chorus, maybe because of the repetitiveness, but I really like the chorus enough, which which made me put that to the side. But for some people, well, for a lot of people, they, they just couldn't put to the side as it's the least streamed album or track on the album. So that's tough. Track number 11, Company Part 2. I don't even know what that means. Track number 12, Outer Space featuring Baby King. Now this track is, sorry, I was looking at something. This track is unique. That's all I can really say. I like the track, like I, I like the track. I don't wanna say unique like in, in a bad way or any of that, like I don't wanna put that into your mind. But basically what I wanna say is, Outer Space featuring Baby Keem seems like another attempt at what they did on Baby Keem's album, which I feel like that track was amazing. The whole, the whole sample to start it, 
And then Don Tolliver or Baby Kim coming in like, I'm balling with my friends. And then Don, and then Tom, the way that Don Tolliver comes in, all Travis Scott type, where they slow the beat down, the trumpets start playing. And then Don Tolliver starts going crazy. Like he just, yeah. So this I, this felt like another attempt at that, but I think it was it was lesser than the, what they did on Baby Kim's album. But for this one, it was, uh, it was solid. Track number 13, Smoke. I don't even, I don't even know the guys on this album. Like, who, who are the features? So Fago H, yeah, he needs better. This one makes me feel like it's a mixtape. Like, I don't know who this is. These, these may be his boys. I mean, obviously it probably is because he only has his boys on this album. Like, I believe the girl he features, like his girlfriend, I believe Travis Scott. Of course, he not owns him, but he's on his label. Uh, Baby Keem, of course, the whole it, it feel it feels more of a swap because he was on Baby Keem's album. And, yeah, I don't really, I don't know, it, look, it looks more manufactured. The Baby Keem, Don Tolliver connection at this point seems more manufactured than, the, my, like, my thought process changes on this album because for Baby Keem's album, I just felt like they had a genuine connection artistically, but this seems like it was more of a swap and a favor from Travis Scott to Kendrick and from Kendrick to Travis Scott, so... I don't know, it seems like they're trying to just put their artists in the space of, oh, these artists collab with each other, so they must be hot, or something like that. So, anyways, track number 14, You, featuring Travis Scott. This is the third and final snippet I have for the album, and I don't know if this is Travis Scott's part or not, but let me check right quick, because I forget if this is Travis or Don. Okay, this is Tra this is Travis. So here is you with Don Tolliver and Travis Scott right now. Before I break about this place, take an A for levitate. A little brown skin hurricane, A baby, baby bring the way. TBA for the time in the space, like the day. Oh, you like the coordinate, know it's good, see the hood in your face. Oh, you like to ride the wood, wanna see you do it like we in age. Body good, body great, below the waist, real estate. Oh, you like to ride the wood, wanna see you do it like we in age. Please don't make me think of it like you can't be a So, yeah, it was. It was a, uh, it was it was a standout from the album. Let me just say that. I don't think it was like I think Don Tolliver and Travis Scott have some great tracks together. You is is very, it's towards the bottom of those collabs. Let me just say that. Fifteen cross faded. I don't remember track number sixteen bogus. It, it was alright. <laughs> the whole album I feel like it just felt like a mixtape to me. It felt like he was filling the void. It felt like it was like a ticking. It was like a clock in the background just ticking like, okay, this, this track needs to be two minutes and 30 seconds long and we can't make it over that. It it, it just felt like, I don't know, it, it didn't feel like an album. Like It didn't feel like he took his time with it. It felt more of like all these collection of songs put together just to please Cactus Jack, Travis Scott, or <clears throat> whatever Travis Scott's actual I don't know what Travis Scott's actually over. Like, I have to look that up. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. 
Okay, so the actual album is under Cactus Jack, of course, but he's also under Atlantic, which of course Atlantic right now owns all like the hottest rappers in the game. So Atlantic is doing great as far as recruiting artists, but at the same time, it felt like this was more of a a mail-in for Atlantic more than an oh, let me take my time and put this uh, master masterpiece out because I feel like he has more in him that he's not displaying on this mixtape and it's very it's like we're waiting for him to come with what we know he can do but right now he's just giving us this so yeah that's my review of the album as far as sales let's not even talk about it I mean Don Tolliver is one it's not one of my favorite artists but his music I, I really like Don Tolliver as an artist and sales for me like he is not in that let's just say he's not in that lane yet like 55k to 65k copies first week it's uh yeah it's it's solid but at the same time I believe his last album sold more if I'm not mistaken but I don't know I have to I have to look maybe it maybe it didn't so yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Don Tolliver's Life of Don? And what was your favorite track off of the album? Now we're going to get into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Last DLC character came out. I already talked about that, I believe, in Sora from Kingdom Hearts. But also, we got to talk about how Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is going to continue with the DLC Fighter Pass being completed. A lot of people think that a few characters are missing from the from the complete roster. For me, I heard that the original or the overall count is 49. A lot of people are thinking that the 50th per person to be uh, included will be Halo. Well, not Halo. That's a whole game. <laughs> but Master Chief from the video game Halo. But, but a lot of people think it's going to be Waluigi. Uh, Waluigi? Uh, Luigi? Waluigi? Uh, yeah, I, I probably messed that all the way up. I think it's Waluigi, if I'm not mistaken. Then you have Crash Bandicoot, Lloyd uh, Irving. Lo uh, Lloyd Irving? I thought they said uh, Lord Irving. I was like, Kyrie, is that you? No, I'm just joking. But um, Do Doom Slayer. Dante is a lot of the characters that a lot of people want to be the final character or if they do come out with another final DLC pack even though they said that this was the final DLC pack but right now Super Smash Bros Ultimate says that this is all you're gonna get for right now this is basically the complete package that they put together for you like this is it like there's no more dlc's so don't ask don't do none of that so a lot of people are like oh well maybe next game you know so people are already looking forward to the next uh, smash bros game which at this point nickelodeon is putting out a, a game called superstars brawl or something like that um something like that I, I probably messed up the name but it has like spongebob avatar the last airbender i'm probably gonna talk about that in my next episode but I wanted to touch on it because talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and then getting into Nickelodeon All-Stars makes sense because it's basically the same platform, just a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different IPs fighting against each other with a complex 
engaging fighting system and fighting mechanics that could maybe be put on the esports field. So it's, it's something to look forward to because esports is one of the largest growing, like like gaming in general is one of the largest growing things in, in, in as far as revenue sales. So a lot of schools are trying to hop on the band, not the bandwagon, but a lot of schools are trying to hop on the wave. Esports is something that's that's at this point is is going to be as big as football is as far as the NFL. Like esports is that big. Like literally, a lot of people like they sold out whole arena for people to watch players play on the screen. Like think about that. So esports is 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 definitely here to stay, and for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate to be completing as well to be finalizing its its official roster. Nickelodeon All-Stars has a chance to come and not take the crown, but kind of fill that void until the next Super Smash Bros. game come out, or or they get the next DLC character for Super Smash Bros. So, yeah, we'll have to see what like which one comes first. For me, I feel like Super Smash Bros. is here to stay, but for other people, they may be like, oh, um, Super Smash Bros. isn't the end-all, be-all. Like, Nickelodeon could overtake it or take the throne or whatever. It could be like it's Fortnite to PUBG, you know what I mean? It could just come through and just completely blow it out of the water, but I don't see that happening. Super Smash Bros. is one of the greatest games of all time. Definitely has longevity on this side. Nickelodeon will have, even if it blows it out in the first two years, like, you will have to have GTA 5 level of success to even compete with Super Smash Bros. Because that's how long Super Smash Bros. been around. And probably even longer than GTA 5, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that's all I really have to talk about with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Let me know one of my... Well, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. What do you think of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate being completed? The roster being completely completed? And... Do you think Nickelodeon... I'm probably messing up the name, so I'm not even going to ask it. Do you think the Nickelodeon Smash Bros. clone, quote-unquote, will end up surpassing the original Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Now we're going to get into our final segment, which is Jordan Lucas and Ty Dolla Sign working together to put out a track called Late to the Party. Now, if you've ever been late to the party, you would probably know that you would probably know that that is not necessarily a bad thing. As sometimes being late to the party is arriving on time. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes being late to the party is just being late to the party. But uh, we, don't, we don't talk about those type of nights. But anyways, uh, after dropping his track with the one and only infamous Jermaine Cole. 
he has came back again with a track called Late to the Party with the one and only Ty Dolla Sign. The guy that completely just bought into the fact that he puts out better quality when he's featuring than his own body of work. But anyways, I feel like Ty Dolla Sign is still one of the more talented artists in the game. Like honestly, Ty Dolla Sign is up there with the greatest of all time as far as just being an artist in general. So to have Jermaine and then Ty Dolla Sign, you're definitely upgrading. So as far as the <laughs> as far as the actual track, Jordan Lucas and Jermaine, not Jermaine, Jordan Lucas and Ty Dolla Sign really come with it. They come with their respective verses. It's not too much back and forth or cohe. I'm not gonna say it's not cohesive, but <clears throat> you can tell that the track is like, okay, Jordan goes, Ty Dolla Sign goes, Jordan goes again. End of song. Like it's not too much back and forth, which sometimes you don't get back and forth. Sometimes you get. Hey man, I, I sent this track it has an open verse. If you don't mind giving me a feature, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I really like the track. I feel like it's a good addition to the singles that he's been putting out. I mean, Jordan Lucas for the feature he the features that he's getting, he has to be a well respected artist in the game. Like Little Baby, J Cole, Ty Dolla Sign. I think he had little TJ. Like he's not met well, okay. Lil TJ is not on the same level as Lil Baby and J. Cole, but he is not messing around when it comes to these features. And it's just a point in time. It's just point poignant. I forgot to use that word. Anyways, we're gonna put that back in the tuck. That's gonna work in progress. Um <laughs> anyways, the actual anointing of a, of a newer act like join a lucas because he is new at this point he's putting in a lot of work but compared to his peers he's still new and his peers are probably the likes of well i don't want to say jermaine or drake because not really his peers but at the same time join lucas has put out some great bodies of work and some revolutionizing tracks that literally was talked on talk shows and politics shows because of how deep and layered it was like the i am not racist video was literally talked about for a month straight of just people talking about how he was racist for putting out that i am not a racist uh video it was just crazy type of evolution before you were seeing before your very own eyes because jordan lucas has reached that status of making art that's criticized by the masses like so he's made it you know that's literally the threshold how many people react to your art artistry and is even if it's good or bad you are affecting or reaching those people for the late to the party track though i feel like it was a very well i think i already talked about it. i think it was a solid track nothing too crazy uh, i think i have ty dollar signs verse i'm gonna play his verse yeah, okay, here is Late to the Party, Jordan Lucas, and this is Ty Dolla Sign's verse, I believe. So here we go right now. I've been staring at my face, I don't wanna be late to the party. 
so much on my mind, but I do this every time. I've been drinking all this pain till I'm crawling. I don't wanna go to sleep till the morning. I don't wanna go to sleep, rather do that when I'm dead and gone. I've opened some 42, she'd rather do the kettle one. How she giving me advice about some that she ain't never done? Smoking jack to the face, I can't be getting high with everyone. Left and crash the porch, that's okay. I had insurance, left and did some numbers, I came back and bought a Urus Said it all she needed from me was a little assurance You'll never find another man like me, even with a thesaurus Got more trees than the forest, tried 200k for the verse and another one for the chorus Taking this money enormous, that she gorgeous That for sure she give me that head like a walrus Wasn't he the same, he days in that she garbage Big bro told me, little homie, just be you regardless Came from them apartments, now you the owner of them apartments Whole collection in your closet Trying to pick out something for this party I've been drinking all my pain till I'm crawling So if you can tell by that verse Ty Dolla Sign is different And I mean that in the most positive way possible Like Ty, Ty Dolla Sign is up there with the greatest artist of all time As far as vocal performance, vocal inflection the way he delivers his verses, the meaning of his verses, his overall consistency from when he's on a track from the GOAT, Drake, to when he's on tracks with the most talented and Justin Bieber when he's on the, like he's just on so many different vibes and he still attributes to every single one. Like I've never heard a bad Ty Dolla Sign verse. So yeah, he's up there with the greatest of all time as far as like, being talented and delivering consistent vocals but yeah so that's what i think about late to the party uh click my link tree in my bio let me know one of my social medias what do you think of late to the party and how much with all these features little baby jermaine cole todd dollar sign little tj what do you think jordan luke is gonna end up selling Now we're going to get into the overview of the pod. First, we started with Corday talking about his single Super. I talked about how it's a, it's, a, it's a solid track, but at the same time, I feel like it's an album cut. Hopefully, whenever we get his album, it's more abstract and unique from his peers because I feel like he can go in that direction, being that he's an actual, or he leans towards being more of an actual lyricist. Then we got into Don Tolliver, Life of Don. I talked about how Life of Don is definitely an old phrase, but because his name is Don Tolliver, it's kind of like a double entendre. So at the same time, that album sounds like a mixtape. I feel like it was very much phoned in, but there's some nice tracks on there that I definitely feel like has high replay value. So I will say it's a solid pro project overall. Then we got into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. We talked about how Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is finally done adding DLC fighters, meaning that his roster is completed at 49, a weird number, I know, but nonetheless, it's completed at 49. They're not going to add any more DLC, <laughs> any more DLC where they say they're not. But then Nickelodeon is coming out with their own Super Smash Bros. clone, quote unquote, but they have their own IPs like SpongeBob the last airbender so we'll see what they do with that what they do with that because the esports field is ever growing and there's definitely a lot of room to eat then we ended with jordan lucas and ty dollar sign late to the party i talked about how 
Ty Dolla Sign is one of the more talented artists I've ever heard. And Jordan Lucas is also a good artist to pair with him as he's definitely talented himself and has put together tracks that have definitely affected the masses and is late to the party is no different as I don't think this would be a smash hit but it definitely will be a solid addition to his upcoming album whenever he decides to put that out and the type of features that he has via the singles we know it's Little Baby, Jermaine, Lil TJ and now Ty Dolla Sign. so we will see what what he does sales wise but it's looking good as he has some pretty high profile names on this upcoming project so we'll see what happens with the sales so that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning in to the to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show Click my cash up link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.